Now, on Saturday Night Live last week, mm-hmm. the Foo Fighters were the guests. Oh, really? I missed it. And Grohl does a very alone acoustic thing, and then they burst into this. Really? And then the Foo Fighters did the Charlie Brown music. Oh, I'm going to have to watch this. Oh, it's fantastic. Really? Yeah. Fantastic. You're you're a you're a weekly viewer now. No, really. I was alerted to that and only oh, watched it on YouTube. I got I'm you. I'm not. I'm not. I don't like because you made a comment last week that you were watching. I've seen it recently a few times. Okay, but I'm I can't. Uh, you know what? I'm going to post this again if the jailers want to. All right, want to watch that because that was pretty cool. Uh, Jordy notes that uh, we the taxpayers we paid three hundred grand to fund a clown school in Argentina. Uh, Republican Senator Rand Paul claimed Saturday that the U.S. has spent three hundred grand to fund a clown school in Argentina. Uh, they spent $324,015 to pay for a clown school in Argentina. Paul from Kentucky tweeted as part of his annual airing of grievances to highlight what he considers wasteful government spending. Uh, it turns out that's true. A U.S. agency provided foreign aid to a circus school for Argentinian youth. Uh, Paul releases a waste report each year that draws attention to federal dollars spent around the globe. The 2017 report includes the tongue-in-cheek examples ranging from 100 grand to teach farmers how to use Facebook to 1.8 million to remind Cambodian motorcyclists to wear a helmet. Uh, Paul highlighted one such example in a string of tweets Saturday: 300 grand spent to fund a clown school in Argentina. The, school, the funding comes from the Inter-American Foundation, a U.S. agency that provides an unorthodox alternative to, to traditional foreign aid. IAF has awarded 5,100 grants worth more than $720 million since 1972 to the most creative ideas for self-help in Latin America and in the Caribbean, to which offsite correspondent Jordy said we could have uh, saved a lot of money just sending Al Franken there. Clown College. Speaking of Franken, he is a smooth operator. Uh, He has managed to portray himself as the victim. Oh, I bet. For having to resign. Well, sure. And uh, poor Al. I saw a great uh, commenter on the Star Tribune today. Uh, The Star Tribune gave him front page coverage with the distraught looking women who are saddened that Al, their progressive voice, has left them and all this other BS that people fall for. And uh, one commentator (laughs) wrote, I wonder if we can get a tax deduction for a subscription to the Star Tribune as a Democratic uh, uh, political donation. Yes, absolutely. It's just incredible. Uh, He didn't take questions. He didn't do anything. He thanked his family and his friends for their support. And he, he vows... To return home? Oh, no, he vows. This was, this was at home. He oh. vows to keep fighting for us. And uh, uh, he's thankful to have grown up in Minnesota. And it, it pretty much was, uh, poor me, I had to resign. Uh, uh, he praised the work of his staff. He said it was a hard job. Uh, while reflecting on his years in office, he showed gratitude uh, to the grassroots activist who says put him in... Uh, uh, put him in the Senate, and uh, although he plans to step down, he he wants to continue to fight for progressive issues. Uh, he wants to be a voice for policy that will impact net neutrality, global warming, and economic justice. Uh, 
well, okay, I'll, yeah, boilerplate city. Uh, politics focused on the improvement of people's lives. I, uh, whatever. <laughs> Hell with it. <laughs> it doesn't. Every word of that was it's just all, okay. Just Thank, how you doing? Thanks for thanks for your service. Yeah, how you doing, Al? <laughs> In the department of fool me once, shame on you. Fool me, you can't get fooled again. Can't get fooled again. There's a woman in San Francisco. Her name is Cameo Wood. Cameo, C-A-M-E-O. That's that's foghorn. Yeah, that's uh. And it tell I can't uh, see the screen to hit the foghorn. Oh. Uh, but it tells me a lot about uh, what happened to her. She's a film director. Uh, named Cameo Wood, and she had she had fifty packages stolen over the. No Day, days and weeks leading up to Christmas. The Fifth, por- five the, zero. The porch pirates got to wow. Me. And I got to thinking that wouldn't happen in Garage Logic. No, it just wouldn't happen. No, it would not. You get one stolen, you're on high alert. You're never going to let it happen again. No, but this dingbat had fifty packages stolen until she finally decided, you know, to put kitty litter in one of them. Uh, the old poop in the box story that people have used to uh, thwart the porch pirates. That is one. Do, there's a YouTube clip of um, of foiled thieves, mm-hmm. and we always get those this time of the year because there's a lot of Christmas presents being mailed. And I love the uh, the ones that are you know connected to like a zapper. Mm-hmm. So you got the guy coming up to the porch, and he gets zapped, and he kind of looks around, and then he runs off. Those well, are my what what she said the straw that broke the camel's back was on December 23rd alone. She had 11 packages taken, and and among those packages was one that contained medication for her cat. Uh, so, so she said about $1,000 worth of antibiotics for her cat, and that gave her the idea. Finally, 50 packages stolen from Cameo... Uh, What's her name? Cameo uh, Cameo Wood, a film director. Sure. There she is. How uh, would... Uh, you see, my cat is sick and on antibiotics, so the litter box smells especially terrible. <laughs> so I decided to put my cat's uh, stinky poop in the extra and uh, carton and place those boxes on my step. It took you 50 uh, thefts, huh, lady? You're a moron. Let me ask you a question. Here I am. How would a uh, a young man from Fulda, Minnesota, handle a... A sick cat that needed $7,000 worth of antibiotics. Wouldn't be a problem. Where do you get the cats? Not a problem. Not a problem. Not a problem. Seven grand no, worth no. of cat no, medication. No, no, Mr. Catskin. Yeah, that's what you said. One grand. She had a, one package contained $1,000 worth of cat oh, I thought medication. you said $7,000. No, $1,000 worth of cat. That's still a lot of money for a cat. a lot of money cat. for a cat. Yeah. Give him some Pepto. He'll be all right. I think that... Uh, I'd come up with some other ways before I. Hey, Fluffy, it's been a good run, but uh, we gotta we gotta go in a different direction here. Have you have you seen this uh, uh, this big phenomenon where people are trying to prepay their 2018 property taxes? Yeah, I saw something online. What? what why called, are we worried? Uh, I called my guy, and he said uh, it wouldn't save me a nickel at the federal level. Sure, through a variety of unfortunate circumstances sure. for me. Yep. 
And uh, it saved me about a grand, maybe, at the state level. I ain't standing in line for a grand. No, I'm not doing that either. Not for a grand. Uh, now, you might say, well, aren't you something? You wouldn't stand in line for a grand? Not if the line went out the door and it's, you know, 50 below windshield. Cold, I'm not standing I'm not, in line I'm for a grand. Either. I'm not doing Plus, that. Plus, it's a one-time deal. It only w- would work once. Right. So you're going to end up having it. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm with you. I wouldn't. Plus, do that I'm either. a little. Uh, I'm a little confused. Why should I pay in advance for something that hasn't? I haven't been billed for yet. Correct. Because they're just going to, as my guy always tells me, take as little as you need because you don't want them to have any more of your money for any uh, longer period of time. In other words, why why pay in advance? Why pay in advance on a bill you haven't received yet? Correct, because you always get a grace period anyway. I'm I'm completely with you on that. I, I hope you're not saving are, yourself anything. I hope people are really thinking this through. Uh, maybe for some people they got it figured out and it's it's the answer. But it seems to me that what you're what you're doing is you are. Uh, Paying ahead of time on a bill that you haven't received yet. Just a moment, Garage Logic will return. This is your home for sports talk. Really? 1500 ESPN. Hi, Ed. Hey, Joe. Hi. Yeah, on my way back from Stillwater, I just paid my property taxes. Yep. Five, five people in line. Yep. It took me five minutes. Yep. And if I saw fifteen hundred bucks land on the sidewalk, I'd bend over and pick it up. So would I. So would I. That's what I just did. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, Ryan. Hail flashlight king. Hail you. Uh, First of all, Joe, did you tip your garbage man this Christmas? Not yet, but I will. Okay. I got I I got an interesting Christmas card from one of my customers. the first thing I thought when I read it was uh, Patrick Royce would have wrote this. Yeah. On the cover, it says, I'm going to butcher his accent, but it says, Jingle all the way. Right. And, w- and when you open it up, it says, No one likes a half ass jingler. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> Thank you. Good luck. Bill. Hail the flashlight king, Joe. Hail you. Um, I also paid my property taxes in advance. I did it by mail. Okay. And uh, I disagree with you in that I live in Ramsey County, and it's out there on the website. It's, uh, it's your proposed. It's not technically we have been billed for it. Right. But I, I called Ramsey County, and very rarely does your proposed property tax uh, differ from what is actually billed. Right. And the advantage is you can double up twenty, call it twenty seventeen plus twenty eighteen in one year, whereas next year it's capped ten thousand. I understand that. So that's why I did it. it. Made sense for me. Well, you want to know the truth? Go right ahead. I didn't have. I can't, I don't have the money to pay next year's right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't have that much. I did it on my home equity line, quite frankly, because yeah. it saved me that much in property taxes. Yeah. And in next year, I'll be able to recoup it 
and make up the difference, so to speak. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Happy I, New Year. You too. I just, I don't have the dough right now. It takes me a while to get it accumulated for the property taxes. Is that Francis? It is. Uh, I want to say you are absolutely correct. Uh, you have not been billed for your real estate taxes yet, and I've worked with a number of CPAs. Unless you are actually billed, which you aren't in 2017, that prepayment will not be allowed in the federal return. And the gentleman that was just on also said he's going to use his uh, home equity line to pay it. That's another thing that you won't be able to deduct next year. Any home equity loans will not be allowed. Only your primary loan and interest paid on your primary loan is deductible. So uh, you did the right thing, Joe, because uh, all these people running down there are going to falsely hear that when they go to their CPA saying those were not billed in 17. There's some states like Florida actually bill you for your taxes in 17 for 18, but Minnesota does not. So whether people think so or not, they won't get that deduction. And they also froze their tush off standing in line. All right, thank you. I, 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 I don't know what to tell people. Uh, yeah, I know you're not a math guy. I'm not. So here we go. All right. Robert writes in. Yeah. <clears throat> in our Is this situ- just going to further confuse me? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's why I'm bringing it up. All right. Uh, in our situation, my first half property taxes are due on January 31st, and I've already ha- I already have my property tax bill. I called my mortgage company and had them paid before January 1st. I am now able to take advantage of the current tax code, and I am saving a few thousand on this year's taxes. I hope he's right. This was on advice from my accountant. All right. Uh, everybody just do what they do. Huh? Do, it, do what you have to do based on the uh, counsel you receive. Because everybody's situation is different. The counsel I received was don't bother. Sure. Not going to... Uh, see you later. See you later. And and even if it did matter, I don't know where I'm going to get my hands in that dough at the moment. Right. Okay. I mean, I'd have to go into savings to get it. You don't want it. I don't want to do that. I'll just hang on to it and suffer along with the rest of America. I'm being told that. But I'm no fan of the uh, Republican tax plan. Yeah. Apparently, Darlene Love, I'm being told, performed on Fallon with the roots. When? Years ago? Well, I don't know if this was recent or not. I didn't know if that would ring a bell with you at all. It doesn't. Okay. Uh but I am pretty sure she was just in town, either at the Dakota or Oh, at the Dakota would have been cool. Would have been fun to see her. Uh, if someone saw her, I would love to hear. Have you from attended her. a show at the Dakota? Uh, yes. Oh man, is that a cool spot? Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Yeah, but it's a nice room. Oh yeah. And I, I would have, I should have gone. I have no excuse for not going. I don't recall what the situation was. I was at a show there about a year and a half ago and it was bitterly cold outside, but man, it was cool. I I really liked that room. Garage Logic will be back shortly, but now, thanks to our good friends in Owatonna, Minnesota at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business and nobody does that better than Federated, it's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and your last money report of the year. Well, next hour will be the last true. One, second true. last. Yeah. Darlene Love was on Letterman every year at right. Christmas time. Right. Is that what you guys were referring right. to earlier? Yeah, right. that was always a good show. Jay Thomas would knock the uh, meatball off the tree. And, right. uh, 
And uh, Paul Schaefer would Paul do his Schaefer, share impression. Paul Schaefer was never happier. And he would do, he would do his share impersonation right. for all of three seconds. Uh, we are looking at uh, losses on the final trading day of the year. Right now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which closed at a record high yesterday, is down 18 points. The Nasdaq Composite off 17, and the S&P 500 is down two points. So while the indexes will be higher for the year, we will not end the year with records. While a lot of people can't afford to buy a home, it is still a tough time for renters in some cities. Americans spent nearly $5 billion more on rent this year than they paid last year. That's collectively, not individually. And several cities saw rent increases of more than 7%, including Minneapolis. The online real estate firm Zillow says the median U.S. rental now requires 29% of median monthly income. And experts say people should not spend more than 30% of their salary on housing. President Trump is again being criticized for a tweet, this one about the weather, with New York City expecting its coldest New Year's Eve in nearly 60 years. Mr. Trump tweeted from Florida that the U.S. could use a little bit of that good old global warming. Naturally, people took to Twitter to point out the difference between weather and climate. Earlier this month, Mr. Trump dropped climate change from the list of national security threats to the U.S. I'm Bruce Vail with your Money Now on 1500 ESPN. Are you aware of the dust-up at our beloved U of M? No. Oh, yeah. They, uh... First, they said no Christmas uh, celebrations. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, now I know And they're saying we didn't mean that. They don't know where they are. They had a memo last week that uh, holiday parties in the Agricultural College uh, had to be careful. They put out a memo. uh, Don't use decorations, music, or food that are specific to any one religion. It specifically cited Santa Claus, Christmas trees, dreidels, menorahs, doves, and the colors red and green is not appropriate for gatherings and displays at this time of year. That sparked a backlash. Uh, a week later, a story about the memo ran on the website Intellectual Takeout, which quoted a law professor as saying, this sounds like the university might be going berserk. Yes, uh, most of the academy is law professor. From there, the news started spreading on conservative news sites because the lefties don't care. They just soon wipe out the Christmas tree, apparently. <laughs> Although I'm not a big, I don't, I don't necessarily think there's a war on Christmas. Uh, uh, the problem, says Evan Lapiska, a U spokesman, is that much of the coverage inaccurately portrayed the memo as official university policy. It was a well-intentioned but ill-advised attempt to spark a dialogue. It was part of a lunch hour discussion series that took on a life of its own. The idea of banning Santa or certain colors is not something that the university would put forth or consider in any way. The memo, Religious Diversity and Holidays, was prepared for the December 6th session of a program known as Dean's Dialogues for students, faculty, and staff in the College of Food, Agriculture, and Natural Resource Sciences. Only those who showed up received the handout. It began, we encourage units to recognize holidays in ways that are respectful of the diversity of the university community and recommend the following for your consideration. Among those tips... Keep the theme of any invitation neutral oh, sure. and non-religious and not reflective of any one religious holiday. In addition to Santa and other Christmas and Hanukkah symbols, the list of inappropriate items included angels, the star of Bethlehem, bows, wrapped gifts, and bells. 
John Miltmore, senior editor at Intellectual Takeout, a Bloomington-based website, said he broke the story after a concerned U employee shared a copy of the handout. It was a bit cloak and dagger, he said. The person was very adamant about remaining anonymous. Oh, you got to be anonymous. Mm -hmm. Can't let that get out. The university insists it's not an official list of do's and don'ts. Miltimore said it could appear that way to employees. The story triggered a fair amount of outrage once it caught fire online. I think probably because the document was so silly, said Miltimore, saying certain colors are inappropriate, that Santa Claus is a religious icon. I think that's what made the story have legs. Before long, strangers started posting Merry Christmas on the university's Facebook page, some with less than merry comments. Boo, wrote one. Go find a safe space and crawl into it. <laughs> Lepiska, uh, the U spokesman, argues that the story has been distorted in the retelling. It's very clear that it's fed into a narrative that there was that was convenient, he said, but the U insists is not waging war on Christmas. If you've been on the U campus around the holidays, the gates of campus have red and green on them, he said. Garlands abound. Oh. Even President Eric Kaler made a joint appearance with Santa at the U's Cancer Center. Since the U started pushing back on the media account, some websites have updated their articles declaring that the U was retracting the holiday restrictions. Not so, says Lapiska. There was no retraction because there was never a restriction. Well, there was at the College of Agriculture and Food Science, whatever that is, Still, I think there's certainly regret around how it has been characterized and perceived, he said. Certainly there will be a conversation, if it hasn't already taken place, to see how we can learn from the moving forward and and avoid a situation like this in the future. <clears throat> I have the memo here. The memo did say, uh, let's watch out for Santa, and red and green and the whole deal, no gifts, no wrapping, no bells. No dreidels, no menorah, no nothing. Let's be very, very diverse. Let's be very, very inclusive. What are we so afraid of? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Decorations, music, and food should be general and not specific. Very general, yes. Noodles and mayonnaise, would that work? Some crummy hot dish? Uh, be a boring potluck, wouldn't it? It really would. Also be mindful of dietary restrictions. Peanut allergy. And provide alternatives. Hey, here's some crackers. Here, have some noodles. Here's some noodles. <laughs> noodles and mayonnaise. You really can't cook, can you? No, noodles and mayonnaise, man. That's good. Oh, God. Individuals may display expressions of their religious faith in their own personal space if it does not have a meaningful public function and not in public areas, that is reception areas, kitchens, etc. Sure. You know, you don't want the, you don't well, want the tree in the mm -mm, kitchen. Mm -mm. When the hell are you going to offend? I don't know. Uh, uh, encourage individuals to express their concerns and provide them with information about the various reporting options available. That is EOAA bias incident website, the EOAA liaison and their unit, the Office for Conflict Resolution, Ethics Point, etc. 
What the hell are these people talking about? I don't know. In general, the following are not appropriate for gatherings and displays at this time of year since the typical since they typically represent specific religious iconography, iconography, Santa Claus, angels, Christmas trees, star of Bethlehem, dreidels, nativity scene, bows, wrapped gifts, menorah, bells, doves, red and green or blue and white silver, decoration themes, red and green are representative of the Christian tradition. Who is, uh, it is, we got a, do we got a monitor? Oh, you got people. But, you know, that's going to have the clipboard with the checklist and going through hall to hall to say, well, no, that's that's green. We can't. We got to take that down. You know what you got here? What's that, sir? You got too many people who don't have enough to do. That's exactly right. So they got to justify their existence. And these are. So they keep, write this BS. Keep in mind, you know, we, we pay these people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're paying for a clown school in Argentina. That's true. Yeah. Uh, red and green. You never did, by the way, give the description of what you thought the clown school in Argentina was going to look like. I'm seeing a bad school. I'm seeing a school with the roof kind of partially caved in. Yeah. How's the sign out front look? It's, it was done in spray paint. Yes. But it was dripping. <laughs> to learn more about diversity and religious holiday observances, uh, contact and they give some office. Oh, yeah. Well, good luck. You got to be careful. But they're denying that. Sure. That never happened. It didn't really happen. It, it all worked out, yeah. and uh, everybody got their gift and uh, the whole deal. Here's Dave Dahl. Thanks, Joe. We're up to two above zero, but a wind chill still at 13 below. That's what it feels like on your face. Um, uh, still some slick side streets, and I think those intersections are going to be icy through this evening's rush hour. Even though the flurries are really tapering off, um, they're going to continue all the way through until dark. And then after that, the skies begin to clear. Those decreasing clouds are going to mean a low down to 12 degrees below zero. Cold is so far this season, and the northwest winds at 10 to 15 will create wind chills of 25 to 35 below zero overnight tonight. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, but still cold. High of only 4 degrees below zero will be the coldest high so far. Northwest winds at 10 to 15, wind chills of 20 to 30 below. Saturday night down to 15 degrees below zero. Sunday's high 4 below. Still some flurries in the morning. I think um, they could start as early as late Saturday night and then early Sunday morning. Doesn't look like much at this point. Monday's high up to zero. So once we go below zero tonight, it'll be about 72 hours before we get above zero again. Tuesday looks downright warm. 13 for the high then, still below average. Five above on Wednesday as it drops back into the single digits for highs the rest of next week. It's going to be cold again most of next week. Two above right now, Joe. Wind chill 13 below, and I have the records for the day. Uh, December 29. 53 on this day. 53. In 1999. In 1999. And then 24 below zero. 24 below. In 1917. In 1917. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Hey, uh, I don't mean to interrupt. I just sent you a text. I just remembered I forgot to send you something. What? The three-year-old is a kid after your own heart. Oh, yeah? Guess what he's addicted to? Uh, cigars. The vacuum cleaner. Really? The vacuum cleaner. Really? The wife got him a vacuum cleaner for Christmas, and that's the you only mean a real thing. one? Uh, like, a, you know, like the mini, the mini oh, one yeah. where you can zoom yeah. around. I just sent you the photo. Oh, that's fantastic. So I had her take the picture to prove he's like you with, was it Kerm? Who Kerm. Was your, yeah, your Kerm. pet vacuum. Yeah. 
I'm sorry to make all this noise. I'm trying to find the NFL <laughs> schedule for Sunday. Here I am, sir. What do you Where need? Where does Green Bay and Detroit play? At Detroit. Oh, so never mind. Uh, the you, cold won't be a factor. Oh, you wanted snow. Well, no, I was just wondering if they were going to be outdoors. No, uh, and they will not be. And the Bears are here. And that's indoors. Yeah. So. Well, you got, you know, you're, you got your Sunday, stuff out east. Here we go. Sunday. <laughs> any chance for a weather game? Uh, I believe Kansas City's at home. Sunday. Uh, where's Sunday? Right here. I got it. Uh, Denver, that could be a weather game. There Seattle could be a weather game. Yep. And Tennessee. Yeah, you got a chance. Mm-hmm. You got a chance. No night game Sunday. Nope. No, we're not going to do that. I wonder why. Well, you got to go out for New Year's Eve. They played Christmas. They're prob- You know what I bet they are? They're probably worried that people drink themselves to death. Maybe that's it. I wonder if, you know. Police arrested a Madison, Wisconsin hairstylist after he gave a customer an unwanted Larry Fine hairdo. Oh, God. As in Larry Moe and Curly. Gave him the Larry. Gave him the Larry. Police spokesman Joel Despain says the 22-year-old victim told officers the stylist asked him to stop fidgeting and move his head during the haircut Friday. Despain told the Wisconsin State Journal that the stylist then nicked the customer's ear with his clippers before running them down the middle of the man's head on their shortest attachment, leaving him looking a bit like Larry from the Three Stooges. Hello. 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 Officers arrested the hairstylist, Khalid A. Shabani, ah. 46, who pleaded not guilty dis to disorderly conduct Wednesday. Despain said Shabani told officers it was an accident. How much hair do you have to have where you could pull off the Larry? Well, not to mention, how would, at some point, you go, hey, this isn't what I, I yeah, ordered I would, here. I would think it would be neat. <laughs> to get the Larry I'd like cat? a Larry. Yeah. What? No. I don't have enough hair to get the Larry. You can't. Oh, yeah. That's not a good look. Oh, that's a good look. Oh, yeah. It's better than the mole look. Yeah, the mole look's not a good look. And Curly's bald. Yeah. So Larry, the Larry look is uh, big tufts of hair on either side of the head, right? Looks like Bozo the Clown. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice look. Oh, no, it's not a nice look. The 22-year-old victim oh, yeah. told officers that the stylist asked him to stop fidgeting, meaning the victim. And moving his head. Quit quit, quit fidgeting. Quit moving your head here. I'll go Larry on right. you. Zip right down Boom, the middle. Right down the middle. And then the stylist nicked the customer's ear with his clippers before running them down the middle of the man's head on their shortest attachment. What in God's name does that mean? In the sh- uh, the, oh, the shortest. You know, so you had the clipper when you get the when you buzz up the sides and whatnot. Yeah. The attachment's the deal that, that uh, gives you the length. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And somehow this got described to the world through press accounts as the guy ended up uh, getting the uh, the Larry Fine look from the Three Stooges. What percentage of Americans do you think currently would know what kind of haircut that was without having to look it up online? Very few. I think so, too. You know, I once saw the Three Stooges in the Milwaukee airport. What? Yep. Were they... Performing? They, no, well, they were, uh, you know, on some B circuit at that point. When did you see them? How long ago? Oh, was it this? was in the late sixties. Okay, and they were—they uh, looked sad to me because they were my heroes. Like they looked like Gorgie Jang. They just looked sad. Yeah, yeah. 
Boy, they blew a 20-point lead last night. Yeah. The Timberwolves. That was not a good ball game. What the world? They're a tough squad to figure out. They won. Uh, they they had won five in a row. You want them to do that every night? Why? Why don't you do that every night? Right. Uh, so so in any event, you got an unnamed victim here who is uh, walking around now. He looks like Larry from the Three Stooges. The oh. only the only way to repair that, you know, he's going to have to get all of that shaved off oh, so it yeah. all grows back. Equally. Th- then he's going to look like Curly. Then it'll be Curly. Yeah. And then he could go for the mole look. Just get a bowl over his head, and just cut beneath the bowl. <laughs> Say, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. Yeah. What happened? Nothing. There, I had to fit that I one. I tried to think, but nothing happened. Uh-huh. One of my favorites is when they turned uh, uh, Curly into an outboard motor. Yeah, that was pretty good. Where they held him upside down at the rear of the boat. And, and he, he blew the bubbles. He blew those bubbles because he was dying, and it pushed the boat forward. Insightful analysis and colorful opinions about the teams and sports you care about. Bring it up, bring it up. 1500 ESPN. Did you play yours? Yeah. You so did I. Yours. Yes, I did. With me, One, we'll fly, two, we'll fly three. Away. <laughs> Pretty cool. If you can use I probably should shovel. Booze, a bar if you shovel me. even the light stuff, on, sublimation will take care of the rest of it. You know what sublimation is? No, I don't. It's so cold. How cold is it? Well, it's so cold that uh, it makes the... Snow go away. Slup, sublimation sounds like a W term. Sublimation. Yeah, that's when you get a submarine. Did Did Rook this week bring over any of the food he's been cooking, wearing his apron all week? Uh, no, he did not. No. Did uh, Did Kenny send anything over? Uh, no. How about Johnny Height? Uh, no. <laughs> so it's been a long, lonely week here in uh, Gumption County. She's been a little quiet inside the building. Yeah, she's a. Uh... We're a little light on but We need a new theme now for 2018. I thought we came up with one. Well, it was close enough. and uh, No, close enough was 17. Well, what was this year? What was... what was Checked this out? This was 17. Oh, yeah, that's right. We need one for 18. Hmm. We need a new theme for 18. Let's work on that okay. and debut it Tuesday. Sure. When at long last we return the whole as an, crew. Intact, an intact crew. That's right. I hope. Well... Yeah. We might be short. Yeah. New Year's Day can take its toll. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's one.